You're listening to a session of Come Celebrate, hosted by the Bay Christian Family Church. Amen, and you may be seated. Well, no, I was not ready for the ministry when we first came in. I um, was, I grew up a very, I can't say good Catholic girl, so a bad Catholic girl, and um, knew very little, and when God said go, I didn't actually know what, was the, what this was all about, and what a pastor's wife was supposed to be. So I looked and watched Pastor Bev, and it was a matter of looking and learning. And she is such a good mentor. And she's, she disciples me, she mentors me, she pastors me, and I love her with all my heart. So with that, I was talking to her about, well, she heard the, the advert while she was here with us, that it was awake. So while we were away together, I was mentioning to her that I'm preparing my message and what it was all about. And she said to me, Janine, I've got a great message for you. Take it. <laughs> Who's going to turn that down? So I said, Mom, are you serious? She said, of course. Take the whole thing and do whatever you want to with it. Wow. So I renamed it. <laughs> and I added my own little tweaks here and there. But... You know, when Pastor Bev does something, she does it in excellence, and she is such a giving, um, generous woman in my life that I can only give her, I want to give her the glory and thank her for this while I give God the glory, but she went and she prayed, and I tweaked, and together we came up with something. And I know that if you are not awake this morning, are you awake? Good. But you're going to be more awake by the time I'm done with you. So, I named it, Why Do You Sleep? Why do you sleep? Okay, I'll answer that later. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of a woman called Corrie Ten Boom. She's got a phenomenal testimony. There's a movie that has been made of her life. There's a book that she wrote, and it's actually a phenomenal, phenomenal story. And I'm going to tell you her story this morning. So her book, by the way, is called The Hiding Place. So if you are looking for it, and I think the movie is also called The Hiding Place, it's well worth going to see, and um, you can download it from YouTube. I saw that it's on there, and your kids can watch it. It's inspiring. She said, the school of life offers some difficult courses, but it is in the difficult class that one learns the most, especially if the teacher is the Lord Jesus himself. Of course, can't go wrong there. So during the last world war, you know Hitler thought he would take the world over and exterminate all the Jews. And as he rolled into Europe, crushing everything in his sight, taking Jews captive. Corrie's family, the Ten Booms, were Christians. And her father said, we are going to save as many Jews as we can. And they took them into their home. They made it a hiding place until they could 
get them out of the country to safety. He was 85 at the time. And a lot of his friends said to him, if you continue to do this, they are going to catch you. And when they catch you, they will kill you. And he said, I'm okay with that. Because he wanted to save whoever he could save. Any Dutch Jew that he could get hold of, he would save. He said, her father replied, that he was too old for prison, but that if he were to go, it would be an honor to give his life for God's ancient people, the Jews. Wow. So later, 35 members of her family were captured because somebody told the, the Germans that, what they were doing. So they were taken to concentration camps. But the night before they picked them up, he prayed Psalm 91 over his family. And he said, he who, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Amen? He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. And from that moment on, they never knew how much their lives would change. So they shipped them all off to different concentration camps. But one thing Corrie knew. Corrie knew that God would never leave her nor forsake her, because he promised that. And family, I want you to know that God will never leave you nor forsake you ever, ever. No matter how alone you feel, he is right there with you, going through everything with you, giving you faith and giving you strength. So on June the 6th, her and her sister Betsy, who she was very, very close to, Betsy was seven years older than she was, she was in her 40s, they were suddenly transported to a German concentration camp in Holland, where, of course, we all know the stories about concentration camps. There's nothing, nothing good came out of a concentration camp. People were tortured. They never got to eat. They walked out of there looking like skeletons. If they walked out of there, they were sent to the gas chamber. They were tortured. But they were happy because they were together. Prison life took a toll on Betsy's body. And their lives were in constant danger. The Allied forces then came into Holland. And once the Germans knew that they were coming in and they were going to clear the concentration camps, they took all those people from the Dutch concentration camps and put them onto, onto train carts and sent them to German concentration camps, which sometimes took three days to get there. They shoved them all into one box and sent them to Germany, because they were determined to kill these people. So if they couldn't kill them in Holland, because now the Allied forces had come in, they were going to take them to Germany so that they could kill them. So Corrie and her sister Betsy landed up in Germany, 
at a concentration camp called Ravensbrück, which was notoriously known as a woman's death camp. So they knew that when they got there, they weren't going to live very long, and they were going to die. Corrie had a Bible with her, and in the account that I read, it said she wanted to take this Bible in with her. So she prayed to God while she was there, where she said, God, protect me. She said, God, protect me. Send the angels to encamp about me and to conceal me. And she took this Bible and she hid it under her dress. So it did bulge out. You could see it. But she had asked the Lord to hide her. Every single woman in front of her, behind her, next to her, on both sides, including her sister, they were searched for contraband. One woman had a jersey stuck under her dress to keep her warm. They took it away from her. You weren't allowed to go in with anything. In fact, they even took their shoes from them. But she had this Bible, and they never saw her. They let her walk right past them. Walked on to another station where they were going to they were going to search them again. Every woman around her was searched. Betsy was searched. She walked right through. They never saw her. The angels were there to protect her at every moment. Praise God. Isn't God good? So they were protected. She was protected. And she passed by. Praise the Lord. When she got through, she had this jubilant cry in her heart. And she said, Oh Lord, if thou dost answer prayer, I can face Ravensbrook unafraid. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible sustained them through Ravensbrook. They put them into a barracks called Barracks 42. And Barracks 42 was riddled with fleas. So badly that the guards didn't want to go into Barracks 42 because they knew that the fleas would jump on them and they would be infested by fleas. So they left these women alone. So what happened? Betsy and Corrie did Bible studies with these women. They led these women to the Lord because they, were, they could. They were left to themselves to do whatever they wanted to do. So, again, God at work, putting her in a place where he knew she could do things for him. Give him the glory. Corrie was the light that shone in the dark. God hid her all the time. So, sorry, it was Barracks 28. I just saw that. I knew it was a 20. It was a very dark place where they were. But in, the, in Barracks 28, the guards also called them the crazy barracks because they knew and they heard that those women there had hope. So in Ravensbrook, more than 96,000 women were killed. 
96,000. That's only in Ravensbrook. What an evil time to live in, family. Shocking. Her beloved sister also passed away in Ravensbrook. A week after Betsy died, there was a call, and she heard her name. Ten Worm, Cory, Cornelia. And she thought, oh, well, this is my time. And she later found out, through a clerical error, they had released her. And they let her walk through the gates of Ravensbrook on her own. So the day she was released, she walked through the gates. And as she walked slowly through the gate, never looking back, she knew she was free, but flooding through her mind were the words from Jesus. Behold, I set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. Amen. One week, however, one week after Corrie was released, every woman in Barracks 28 was sent to the gas chamber. Sorry. The Holocaust really happened. People, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, millions, died. God protected this one woman because he knew what she would do for him when she left there. And out she walked with her little Bible. So even in the most difficult of circumstances, family, know that God can make a way where there seems to be no way. I remember when when we were trying to fall pregnant, and we used to sing a song in church. I must actually still find it. And it was, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And I made that my anthem. Amen. So whenever we sang that song, it was, God will make a way, because the doctors, doctors said there is no way. But yes, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And wow, did God make a way? Three children. Two children in love. Two grandchildren, God is good. He made a way where there seems to be no way. Oh, After she left Ravensbrook and was safe, Corrie decided that the whole world was going to be her classroom. And she was going to educate as many people as she could about Jesus. So she traveled the world around twice, touching every continent. She met people like Billy Graham, and she inspired everyone who she met. There she is. She did so much for the Lord. She was an absolutely awesome woman with one Bible in her hand. She preached about the good news and the, God, and the plans that God has for your life, because she knew he had a plan for her. She was never bitter, family. She never said, why did God do this to me? Why me? 
Why did that, I have to go through all of that? Why did my whole family die? Why did I lose my sister? Not once. She just knew the goodness of God, the protection of God, and the power that God has. Amen. I remember lying in the bed when I had COVID in, in the hospital, in ICU, and thinking, how did I even get here? But not once did I say, God, why did you do this to me? Because it wasn't God. When bad things happen to us, sometimes it's us. Okay? Let's not always blame the devil. But majority of the time, when in doubt, blame the devil. <laughs> but she let her light shine in the dark. And God supernaturally used her all over the world. Praise God. She was willing to do whatever God wanted her to do. And it's the same for us now. If ever there was a time for us to get up and do something in this world, it is now. We are living in one of the darkest times in the world. The world's gone cray-cray, family. Absolutely cray-cray. Am I right? We, people don't know whether they're Arthur or Martha. Right? Arthur is Arthur and Martha is Martha. And if they're not sure, like Pastor Bev said, show them in the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror. See what you have and know that you are an Arthur or a Martha. There's no such thing as um, gender fluid. Um, what is that? Never heard about that. All these centuries, all these years, we've never spoken about that. Suddenly, after COVID, I think their brains went cuckoo. No. Man and woman. God made man and woman. That is, you do not find that in the Bible. And we only speak out of the Word of God. We only teach out of the Word of God. So family, whatever your kids are learning at schools or at universities... Whatever you learn here at the Bay, you teach them. You correct your children. That is not, we're not woke. We're awake. Hello? Awake for Jesus. It's, we are living in one of the most significant times of the world to be able to change it. And God wants you strengthened to be able to do that, to speak his word wherever you go. We have to arise and shine. Isaiah 60 verse 1 in the Amplified says, Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Praise the Lord. We know that the glory is from the Holy, is the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's His goodness, the goodness of God, the mercy of God on our lives, the kindness of God. The word arise here is kumai, which has a wide range of meanings, but generally the word means arising and being restored at the same time. 
So we must arise and be restored. God is saying to you today, family, Kumai, arise and be restored. Because there is so much for us to do in the kingdom. You know, there's this um, exhaustion that's been going around. If you speak to a lot of people, they'll say, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. And I have to be honest, I was one of them until I started to meditate on this. We have to stop that. Because it's only March. Give me a break. What are we going to do by July? We'll be lying prostrate on our beds and not able to get up. But no, arise and shine, be restored. Amen. Because God has got things for us to do. So get up of your glorious assurance. Go to gym. Take something if you have to that's going to give you energy. I don't care what it is. Just not the bad stuff. Energize yourself. And let's do what God has got for us to do, family. They are, you know, this, we have to still build this building. And I'm determined. I really, I had my faith out there oh, for so much. And I so desperately wanted my husband to have this building by the time he's 60. But, okay, God's timing is perfect. So I will be patient. It's going to happen, doll. Before you are 70, <laughs> if I have to build it myself. <laughs> so all these buildings around us here will be ours. Okay? I'm saying it out now. And we are going to build this building, and you all are going to get up, arise, shine, and bring those people in. It's time, family. It's time. Arise out of your weakness. Arise out of a feeling of failure. Stop feeling like you have failed. You have not failed. If you know Jesus and he's in your life, you cannot be a failure. And if you fail at something, it's okay. Get up and ask God to say, say to God, okay, show me what I've done wrong. I'll, I'll correct it. And he'll help you. That's what he's there to do for you. Hallelujah. Use the Lord in your life. He wants you to. So stop feeling that. If you've had any traumatic situation in your life, which many, many of us here, I'm sure all of you have a traumatic story you could tell, okay, which would have us all in tears. Get over it. And I'm not saying that. I don't want to be rude. I myself have had to get over trauma. Okay, but we have got so much to do. There's no time for us to be wallowing in what we've been through. It, we cannot keep going, oh, woe is me. There's too much to do. It's not about me. Not about us anymore. It's about what he wants. Only what he wants. So... Forget those relationships. If you sin, God knows. We're not perfect. You go back to God, ask for forgiveness, and move on. If he can forgive you, why can't you forgive yourself? Please, family, 
Love yourself. Forgive yourself of all that you have done because our loving Heavenly Father forgives you of all sins. All sins. He holds nothing against you. He will never say, okay, this sin is, 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 more, is worse than that sin. Never. So why do you do that? Stop that. Stop that and live again. Awake. Awake these things in your life. It's time for us to take hold of his hand and his word and arise and make decisions that he wants you to do for him. Hallelujah. To move forward and arise out of darkness into light. Arise out of, out, out of uncertainty, out of sickness. The devil can hold so many of us back by being or thinking sometimes that we're sick. And let that take a hold of you. But he is our healer. He heals all things. There's not one. I've been through so many things since I was 16. And God has healed them all. And you know, he's not a respecter of persons. So whatever he can do for me, he will do for you. So just put your faith out there. And then go and tell your testimony to all those people who want to hear it because there are needs in this world today. They need to hear what has happened. Let's stop being anger. Let's arise out of anger. Let's stop driving around the streets with our hands on our hooters. And I'm sorry, but I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> and I know my kids know that. So, yes. <laughs> Just know, because my number plate has my name on it. Well, actually not. It's got my nickname on it. So some people don't know who that is. But if you, if you know, and it's me, just know that I'm saying, just, sorry, family, just move a little faster. Just move to the side. I'm doing it in love. <laughs> I'm not angry. But we need to stop. You know why? Because anger gives a, gives a stronghold to the devil. And we don't want to do that. Stop being angry with each other in church. Hallelujah. We are brothers and sisters. Let's actually live like we are brothers and sisters. Love each other unconditionally. None of us are perfect. So none of us can claim that we have it all and we've made it. We've never made it until we get to heaven one day. Hallelujah. Get out of your lack and get out of fear. And the only person who can help you do that is God. And he wants to. He wants you to be out of lack and out of fear more than you want to be. So arise and shine. Let's not be insecure this year anymore, family. Know who you are and know whose you are. And know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Hallelujah. You are God's child. And because you are God's child, you can do anything. I know things come into your head. Things come into my head. Just when I wake up in the morning and I think I've got to go to CrossFit, and I think, oh, Lord, what is he going to make us do today? Is Aubrey here? I don't... <laughs> and then I think, no, 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 I've got this. I've got this. 
I go with my sisters in Christ, and he is a brother in Christ, and he will get me through this. God will get me through this. <laughs> Do things. Push yourself. You know, we were with Pastor Bev. She took a whole lot of us daughters away, and we had so much fun. And um, we did the Segway. Have you ever done? Who's done a Segway? How many done? How many people have done a Segway? Yeah? No, not many of you. I suggest you go do it. Okay, they give you half an hour training. So when when I heard that, I thought, how difficult is this? <laughs> half an hour training for something that I heard that you get on and you can just you just lean forward and you go. No. So they train you that you that how to ride the thing. Then they train you how you're going to have to jump off in case this thing goes too fast. And by the time they did that, I said to mom, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and she said, Janine, you're doing this. Sorry, but you're getting on there. There will be no anxiety. She started to pray, and you are getting on this thing, and you're going to do it. Then they took us on another circuit where we had to go through bumps and ditches, and you've got to stand like this half the time, so by the time you get off the thing, your legs are shaking like jelly. And then when she, did, when she took me around that course, I said to her, how much of this is on this course? So she said, oh, well, you guys are quite late, so not much. So I said, okay, okay, Jesus, we've got this. I want to be in the front. Okay, I was in the front. And wherever she took me, this girl just had me. She was amazing. It, it ended up being one of the most fun things I've ever done. You know, Pastor Liesl was with us. We enjoyed it, right? It was a lot of fun. So I can highly recommend it. They do it at speed. Take your family. Go and have fun. Break loose. Arise and shine. Have fun. Life is fun. Life is fun, family. Hallelujah. Doesn't sound like many of you have fun. Do you have fun? Yeah, mm -mm. I'm still not convinced. Life is fun. Right. I don't have too many blue people in this room today. I'm yellow, you see. You can see me from space today. <laughs> God is good. God wants us to be completely restored in our lives, our hearts, and our emotions. In Romans 8.35... In the TLB, who, can, who then can ever keep Christ's love from us? No one. When we have trouble or calamity, when we are hunted down or destroyed, is it because he doesn't love us anymore? And if we are hungry or penniless or in danger or threatened with death, has God deserted us? No! He never will. For the scriptures tell us, that for his sake, we must be ready to face death at every moment of the day. We are like sheep awaiting slaughter. But despite all this overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us enough to die for us. Or where we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by the Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. Amen. So we must accept that God loves us unconditionally. I want you to walk out here today and know 
that he is your father. And he loves you no matter what. Okay? He doesn't care what you look like and what you've done. He loves you. And he has a purpose and a plan for each of you. Do you all know that today? Because work is going to start. When the sun rises in the morning, what do we do? Wake up. That's right. Wake up. So, I had three wonderful children to wake up in the morning. So, my first child, the perfect one. (laughs) I'd go into her room to wake her. She'd practically be dressed and ready, sitting, done. Cool. My middle one. Kayla, wake up, baby. Come, girl. It's time for... Okay. Okay, mom. Okay, mom. Josh, the little one. The youngest. Sorry, I will never say that again. The youngest one. He might tease me when he speaks. Um, Josh, it's time to get up. Go, mom. Okay. I know, I know. Brittany and Josh will sort themselves out. Brittany's already sorted out. But I know I'd have to go back to Michaela's room about a hundred times that morning. And eventually I'd have to pull her duvet off her. Wake up, Michaela! Open the curtains! Wake up, Michaela! Drag her by the hand. Michaela, wake up! Sometimes call Pastor Alan Doll! I need your help. I can't get this child out of bed. Wake up. Okay, who here are the middle children that I know I need to deal with? Oh, my goodness, Pastor Judah. (laughs) You middle kids. You are different. (laughs) We love you. So, wake up. Isaiah 51 verse 1 says, Wake yourself up. Stand up, O Jerusalem. Wake yourself up. Don't wait for somebody to wake you up, but your mother, your spiritual mother this morning is saying, Wake up. Amen. God is good and He gives us an amazing life to live. We've got work to do, but there are so many blessings that come along with it. As long as we believe the word, he has assignments for us. Don't let people around you disappoint you. Because they're going to. But don't let that affect you or bring you down. It's okay. We still love them. And we move on. Wake your passion up. What is your passion? We need to be passionate for the things of God, for His Word, so that we can show that passion to our neighbors, our friends, our, our, our teachers, whoever is in our life that doesn't know Jesus. We need to show them that we are so passionate for the things of God. We will say anything. We will do anything. We are ready. Amen. We have woken up. Ephesians 5 verse 14, for this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Mark 13, 35, therefore watch, 
Give strict attention. Be cautious and alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. In the evening, or at midnight, or at cock crowing, or in the morning. Watch, I say, lest he come suddenly and unexpectedly and find you asleep. No. Jesus is going to come and find us awake. Yes. Rise up of your, out of your spiritual slumber. Remember the five foolish and the five wise virgins? What do we want to be? The five wise virgins who were awake. Awake. Amen. Be ready for Jesus' return, which could happen any minute. Any minute. Let's be ready. Be ready for his return, and we must dream again. Dream again. Praise God. Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise, my people, let your light shine for all the nations to see, for the glory of the Lord is streaming from you. Darkness as black as night shall cover the peoples of the earth. Don't we see that today? But the glory of the Lord will shine from you. All nations will come to your light, mighty kings. Mighty kings will come to see you, to see the glory of the Lord upon you. Upon you. Upon you. Upon you. Because you are letting God's light shine. Amen. Don't fear. God is near. Very near. God, John 8 verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. So we, come, we are going to shine our light in the darkness and bring them out of that darkness into the light. Hallelujah. So, after my traumatic experience of COVID, and I know that, like I said, many of you have been to traumatic situations. I have been this year, from January to now, and some of it because my dearest youngest son has decided to get married on the 14th of April. Life has just been spinning. We've hardly hit the ground. So I had every opportunity to say to Pastor Adam, I'm sorry, I can't speak. I'd come celebrate. Honestly, I don't, I don't see myself being able to do this. But since COVID, every single opportunity I've had to minister for God, I've never said no. And I will never say no. Because I don't know why God brought me back to life. But he did. And it's obviously for a reason. So I will do whatever it takes to bring that reason forward. Hallelujah. I will do whatever, whatever he asks me to do. I will say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I am ready, and I want you to be able to do that. Whatever he asks you to do, let that light shine. Say, yes, Lord, I'm ready to do for you, ready to do what you ask me to do. So, family, it's time to sit to, to start Bible college. It's time to go to home cell. It's time to disciple. It's time to be a disciple, right? Okay, it's time to send your children to youth. And don't, don't say to me, they can choose where they want to go. No. Do you let them choose where they want to go to school? You are the parent. Be the parent. 
Please start sending your children to children's church. Don't let them decide where they're going to go. Do they decide where they want to go to school? No. They cannot decide where they're going to go to church. You are the parent. Be the parent. They will love you for it one day. They might not while you're making them, but they will. Do you know that my son, my pastor's son now, I'm so well pleased with him. Every Friday morning, every Friday, sorry, he prays and he fasts. None of you know that. I do as a mother. He doesn't want any of you to know, so you don't know. (laughs) And the youth grow by at least 50 every Friday. The last time we were sitting at 280. 280. Hello. In the basin, and it's growing. Send your youth. This is where they need to hear what it's like to be a proper Christian in this dark world that we're living in. Proverbs 6 verse 9 to 11 says, So wake up, sleepyhead. How long will you lie there? When will you wake up and get out of your bed, of your, out of your bed Michaela? If you keep... <laughs> If you keep nodding off and thinking, oh, sorry, Pastor Michaela, I'll do it later. (laughs) So, if you keep nodding off and thinking, I'll do it later, or say to yourself, I'll just sit back a while and take it easy. Just watch how the future unfolds by making excuses. You'll learn what it means to go without. Poverty will pounce on you like a bandit and move in as your roommate for life. I don't want poverty as my roommate, do you? Oh, no. So, my children, your spiritual mother says to you this morning, wake up. It's time. Let's go to work. Hallelujah. Hold on, family. Hold on to what God has given you. Never give up. There are 28 different seasons in the book of Ecclesiastes, right? It says, so there's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to weep, a time to rejoice, a time to gather stones, a time to scatter stones. But the one thing it never says, that it's time to quit. Never. Never quit. I don't care what the devil has put on your head or in your life. Don't quit. Find someone in this church to say, help me. I I feel like I'm going to quit. Help me. We have got so many different departments in every area that can help you not go down that path. Please use it. Please go to God. Say, Jesus, help me. I don't want to quit. Give me the strength. Because he can. It's never, never time to quit. So if you were about to give up on your dream or your promises that God has put in your life, I know that sometimes it's very painful and it's hard. But the victory is just on the other side. So hold on. Hold on. Your victory is around the corner. So family, I want you to stand up this morning. I want you to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Enjoy life. 
Enjoy God and do what he's asked you to do. Hallelujah. Arise and shine, my family. I love you. Thank you for listening to this session of Come Celebrate. We hope you enjoyed.